Today's episode is sponsored by Jonas Paul Eyewear. Stylish kids' glasses with an impact. Mercedes, I know you know about style and your babies are the coolest. You know it. So tell us how cute these glasses are. Okay, listen. It's so hard to find on-trend glasses for kids, and these are the cutest glasses I've seen. Yes. And have you ever used a home try-on kit for glasses? No, but it sounds super fun, and I feel like your kids get to play dress-up. We have Jonas Paul glasses, and this past year, Brooksie, my eight-year-old, needed glasses, so we got a home try-on kit from Jonas Paul. Brooksie loves looking good. He actually legit wore a bow tie all on his own for picture day. Having a kit at home was perfect for him. They sent us seven frames and he had a week to walk around in them and make his own opinion. And it was really nice to not have that quick, we have 10 minutes in a store and there's fluorescent lights and we need to decide feeling. When he picked his frame, We put our order in online and we shipped the box of trial glasses back with the free shipping label provided. Super easy. So you have Jonas Paul glasses at your house and you know what? So does Heather. Yeah, that's right. Mason has them. She's worn Jonas Paul glasses for a couple of years now. We all know that getting glasses to fit on our kids with Down syndrome can be difficult. There's a flatter nose bridge that our kids have and lower set ears, and that can make getting glasses to fit a challenge. Here's the thing about Jonas Paul. Their nose pads are designed specifically for children's noses. They also have these unique adjustable tips that you can bend for a custom fit. So you can make it fit to your child's perfect little face. These glasses are so affordable, half the price of most of the children's glasses out there. Plus, here's the best part, every frame sold prevents childhood blindness in the developing world. It's so great. You know that Jonas Paul now sells glasses for teenagers and our kids are growing up. They're growing up fast and we are gonna need those teenager sizes before we know it. For first time customers, Jonas Paul is offering 15% off. Use the promo code THELUCKYFEW at checkout. Visit their website, jonaspauleyewear.com, to learn more. Hey, friends. Welcome to episode 57 of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. We are so excited to have a very special guest on today whose son has taken the entertainment industry by storm. You may have seen him on the big screen in the Peanut Butter Falcon or on stage just this past week at the Oscars. You're going to love this interview with Shelly Gottsagen, mother of Zach Gottsagen. So thank you for joining us, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. All right. Hey, this is Micah. Hey, Micah. This is Heather. Hey, I'm just realizing we, we didn't introduce ourselves. Beginning. Hi, we everybody. We usually do. Hi. Um, Mercedes is not with us today no, she's um, not. because she's got other things happening, including she's got four kids, four kids <laughs> under the age of six. Let's all remember. And as we're recording, it's Valentine's Day, so she's. She's doing it something is. wonderful for Valentine's Day. She's probably doing some fancy homeschool Valentine's Day I'm craft. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is. 
This, yeah. this is coming out in a few days, but yes, happy Valentine's Day late to everybody may, may have been wonderful. <laughs> yes. We hope it was. <laughs> <Old> love. <laughs> How are love you, Heather? I am doing friend? good. I'm good. I'm so stinking excited for everyone to hear this interview. So let me set the stage. Okay. Set it. Um, Okay. I got invited by our good friend, Amanda Booth. She's been on the podcast before. Um, and if you don't know her, Amanda Booth is a supermodel who then had a son with Down syndrome and quickly stepped up as an advocate in the Down syndrome space and is real big on representation mattering and her son has signed her son up um, for modeling. And so she's been a big voice in the space. So she got invited to go to this it wasn't the initial screening of the movie, but before the movie was was released in theaters, there were a handful of theaters that did screenings and Q&A with some of the actors and the director, the directors. So she invited us to one in LA um, when I lived near Los Angeles and Zach was there and Shia La- LaBeouf, mm-hmm. Shia, yes, who La- also stars. I think I said his name wrong. Is it LaBeouf? I always have said LaBeouf. LaBeouf. I don't I know, though. I just said LaBeouf that one time. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> it was just and then, an oof. An yeah. oof of LaBeouf. <laughs> and the directors. So there was a Q&A after. So anyways. Okay. We are meeting for dinner beforehand. And we're at this pizza place right near the theater. And we're, I'm with like a bunch of people. And I look um, behind the person I'm talking to, behind my friend. And there is Zach. And I'm like, Whoa. This is the star of the movie. So we, and there's like an entourage with him. So we go over there and like introduce ourselves. So we're just about to go watch Finnipur Falke and take pictures with him. And then his mom is there. And I don't know about you, but anytime I can talk to a mother of an adult with Down syndrome, uh-huh. I am like <laughs> kind of obnoxious about it. <laughs> so I'm talking to her, asking her all the questions, then getting her phone number and saying, I know that we just met and I'm not a creeper. I would love to have you on this podcast that we do. I would love to ha- have you share all this stuff. Can I have your phone number? And she was so gracious and gave us her phone number. And then uh, months ago, for months now, we've been trying to get her on the show. And with the Peanut Butter Falcon being the success that it was, she's been, she and Zach have been just swamped. And mm-hmm. last week, right after the Oscars, or the, on the Oscars, the night of, I'd sent her a text message because I now have her phone number. <laughs> oh, you're so cool. <laughs> and just said, like, congratulations. You're like, we're celebrating. This is so great. I'm so happy for you. Huge congrats. And she replied back right away and said, thank you so much. It's been a really fun night. And then I decided to see if she could be on the podcast. So, and, and like as soon as happen. possible, it's yeah. made it happen. So normally we'll do interviews with like you and Mercedes and me. And I just sent you guys a text and said, Shelly can talk next week and I'm just going to record our conversation. <laughs> and so she and I got to have this conversation and I was so blown away by her. Um, I, I'm always curious about a mother, a person's experience when mm-hmm. they end up being in such a space of advocacy. Like, yeah. what was your childhood like? You know, is there something ingrained in you? And this is going to be way off subject. Well, not off subject, but I would think it would be interesting to find out, like, someone to do a study on people who end up having kids with Down syndrome if they had a link to disability or something before. Because you did, I did, Mercedes did. And I know Mercedes and I adopted, um, but there's so many people I've met that it's like, yeah. I just knew in my gut when I was younger that 
that my future would have this. And this, yes, so I'm sure it's not everybody. It's probably just the handful of people I'm thinking of, but I would love something in our DNA. Study. I don't know, but all that to say, and she'll talk about this in the interview that you'll get to hear in a minute. Um, she grew up in a home where her parents were fighting against segregated schools. And wow. so her, she grew up with her parents as advocates. So she Amazing. grew up only ever knowing advocacy. She was like a total feminist, um, all about the underdog, all about equal rights for people. That's just who she always was. Uh-huh. And then she has Zachary and wow. it followed her into that space. So I learned so much about her and just like, she's such a bad A. I'm not going to say the ASS word because then we'll have to make this explicit. And then Zachary's really cool. Like she told stories about him that are, I mean, almost shocking. There's a story about him going on a fifth grade trip all by himself. And then I'm thinking, oh, Mason's in fifth grade. Like I couldn't even imagine. And then I have all those thoughts of I'm hovering. I need to back mm. off. <laughs> Let my kid fly. I have like oh, pinned their wings so that they'll stay with episode, me. Huh? It's a different episode. Yeah. Man, so, that's cool. Did you, yeah. did you know that Zach was going to be a presenter? Cause I was watching the Oscars and I'm sitting there with, first of all, my 11 year old loves the Oscars. August and I are both little movie nerds. And so he invited two of his other movie nerd friends over to watch. And so we were all watching and we had this compiled list of who we thought was going to win and having competitions and stuff. And I see the back of a man walking up to the podium. And in my head, I thought that man is walking like someone who has Down syndrome. <laughs> Do you have that? Like, I yeah. see when I see people yes, walking, totally. I'm like... My Down syndrome radar is like ding, right. ding, ding. Yes. And so, but I, and then it showed him and I just screamed. I was like, <laughs> he has Down syndrome. <laughs> and then I saw Shia LaBeouf yes. and then I was like, oh, peanut butter falcon. This is what's yes. happening right now. But So good. Um, no, I did know. <laughs> and maybe I spend more time on social media than you, or maybe you don't follow him on social media. He oh, was I talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, peanut butter Falcon, if you, they have an account too on Instagram, okay. the peanut butter okay. Falcon doesn't. So I did know that it was happening and I think there was some disappointment. There was some buzz earlier about maybe them being nominated, the movie being nominated in mm-hmm. some capacity for an award and it wasn't. So that felt disappointing because it's an, it's an exceptional movie in my mm-hmm. opinion, as movies go, except especially exceptional compared to other movies that have been made about people with sure. Down syndrome. Sure. Um, So I think there was a little bit of disappointment that that wasn't the case, but then that they got to, that he was asked to present an award. And um, I mean, the Oscars were an exciting night because there was so much, so many, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, So much history being made. Sorry, friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the movie that won, best film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with Parasite. I mean, Parasite broke so many records and mm-hmm. created history in so many ways. And then, and that's all very exciting. And then there's a man with Down syndrome at the Oscars yeah. on the stage. And I was even curious, like, has someone with Down syndrome even ever been to the Oscars? Mm. Like in the room period? Right. I don't know. I'm, it's very possible, but we know never on the stage and um, freaking he made history. And then I got to talk to his mom, like, Hey, how's it feel that your son made, literally made history. <laughs> 
Amazing. It's so cool. So cool. So, okay. Without further ado, friends, this is my conversation with Zach and his, well, it's not with Zach. I wish this is my conversation <laughs> with Shelly. Um, so enjoy. So I have Shelly Gottsagan here with me. She is mother to the one and only Zachary Gottsagan, who is the star of Peanut Butter Falcon and also the first person with Down syndrome to ever present an Academy Award at the Oscars. And this is a big deal. So I, I'm sure, Shelly, you've heard from so many different people in the Down syndrome community, um, just all of the pride that we're feeling as a community in this moment. And oh, yes. <laughs> I just want, I, so I have two kids with Down syndrome. I have an 11 year old daughter and a six year old son. Um, uh-huh. And so you have blazed trails that I get to walk on more comfortably. And I'm so thankful for you and anyone who's come before me. I just have well, thank deep, you. Yeah. Deep gratitude, like real genuine deep gratitude. And then I, f- I feel the same way about those that came before me. I mean, yeah. Zach was fortunate to have um, Chris Burke playing Corky on life goes on mm-hmm. when he was growing up and it was a role model for him. And it made, made him believe that he could be an actor. And I think as we, continue you know um it's always we're just building on each other and opening up more opportunities i love it i agree completely and i'm i would love then can you tell us a little bit about zachary as a child did he like when did you know that he loved acting at what point was it apparent that this was the path he was going to head down he told me at three years old that he was going to be an actor uh, he loved acting. Every time I took him anywhere where there was a stage, I could not keep him off the stage, you know, which I'm shy and he's not. And it was embarrassing. <laughs> but he just loved the stage. He loved um, when he was a to- when he was really little, when he was in preschool, one day we were waiting um, for the school bus and he realized, you know, we realized that he forgot to bring something for show and tell. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait right here, run in the house, grab something for show and tell, and I'll hold the bus if it comes. So he ran it back out with a toilet plunger, and I said, hey, what's that? And he was so short that his mouth reached the top of it, and he thought it was a microphone and sang a song into the toilet plunger. Oh, oh my gosh. And did he bring it to school? That was what he got to bring? Well, <laughs> I, I just couldn't see sending him on the school bus. I should have. I told his teacher, and she said, oh, next time, send it, send it. I love it. That's so classic. And then how – do you mind sharing how old is Zachary, and then how old is he when he started this, the film, The Peanut Butter Falcon? Uh, Zach is 34. He'll be 35 okay. in April. And he filmed it um, in 2017. So, okay. you know, almost – three years ago. So I guess he was about 31 at the time. Had he done other acting projects, like big projects prior to Peanut Butter Falcon? Nothing as big as Peanut Butter Falcon, which, you know, is a full full length, you know, feature movie. Mm-hmm. But he'd done a lot of acting. Um, he was fully included in school. He was the first person with Down syndrome in our county mm-hmm. to go into regular ed. And when it ta- came time for him to transition from elementary to middle school, um, they 
were not real. Well, they fought me all the way right from the beginning, but he ended up deciding that he wanted to go to this middle school for performing arts. And I thought it's hard enough to get him included in a neighborhood school, but now he wants this, but he auditioned and got in. And that was with the help. Um, We used his speech therapy time rather than just doing drills to actually help him prepare to audition. Very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And smart. And then, um, so he was in a lot of plays and things. And that that's also when he um, discovered how much he loved dance and got involved with dance as well. And he's an incredible dancer. Uh, and then he auditioned to get into Dreyfus School of the Arts, which is a very prestigious magnet school. It's a public school but it's very difficult to get into, and he wanted to be a theater major. And at first he was rejected, but then I pulled the history of the school and saw that they had not taken any students with disabilities, and I filed with the Office for Civil Rights, who then did an investigation. And Zach was not the only one with a disability that wanted to get in, Um, and then they were forced to re-audition them. And some got in, some didn't, but at least they were finally given some accommodations and um, and another opportunity. Shelly, so was that for high school or that was a post? That was for high school. That was for high school, okay. So before you had Zachary, did you, were you always an advocate like that? Did you have like a fierceness in you to fight for what was right? Or did it yeah. come more, okay. Yeah. So that felt like a natural. Yeah, I grew up in a household where um, we were actively fighting for civil rights on race issues because I'm so old that it was <laughs> schools were segregated at that point. I grew wow. up in Philadelphia and we fought in our uh, my elementary school, you know, um, did become racially integrated. And then, you know, so I, I learned how to fight for things. And I've been a feminist, you know, way back from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then I got involved with the disability rights movement when I was in college. I had friends that used wheelchairs. I had a friend that was blind, you know. So it was something that I became familiar with the laws, but much more so after Zach was born. Do you think... um do you feel like you can look back at your life and see it leading up to like you needed to be this person and then you get Zach, then you get to be Zach's mom. Um, I just feel like it's a privilege that I got to be Zach's mom. <laughs> yeah. I lo- oh, you know? So good. I mean, yeah. he's, he's an excellent self-advocate and always was right from the very beginning. Yeah. And when he, when the school district wanted him to go to a segregated school, I took him to look at the school and he was, and he, we walked around and it had cool things like a swimming pool, which schools don't usually have, public schools. Mm-hmm. But he said, I do not belong here. Hmm. And he said, I am not going. Wow. And he was only three years old, but he was determined. Yeah. And I agreed with him. I mean, wow. you know, so, and I was fortunate because we have a strong, Um, group of parents, both from the Gold Coast Down Syndrome Organization here in Palm Beach County, and um, there were other parent groups 
and we all worked really hard together. So, so um, having so the support from other parents was critical. And when we had IEP meetings, uh, we all went together to each other's kids' meetings, whoever was available, so that nobody was left to fight the systems alone. I think that's really important. I to think have so that too. Support. I think collaboration in supporting each other is where it's at instead of trying to be the best, you know, or get or have the most. It's all about working yeah. together. I think that's how we make we make progress, you know. Um, yeah. So we're, we need to talk about so many things, including the Oscars and that your son is making history, literally making history. And yeah. I want to go back real quick, though, because most of our listeners are younger moms or moms raising younger kids with Down syndrome. Yeah. Uh, and I love what you said uh, that you are an advocate, but that Zach's also a self-advocate. And what, what information or what tips would you have for moms to help their child to, to become the self-advocate that they can be instead of taking the advocacy all on for ourselves? Uh, part of it was getting him involved in meetings very, very early. And part of that was out of necessity. I was a single mom, and I didn't have resources for to pay for child care, and meetings were usually, you know, evenings, whatever. So he came with me to different things, and he watched, and he learned from observation at a really young age. The first two words that he put together when he was learning to speak were meeting adjourned. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so I think okay. it was really being exposed early and encouraging him. I mean, it's just, I mean, everything that he did, because the expectations of the medical community were so low. I mean, they told me he would never walk or talk. He'd be a total vegetable with their words. And they wanted me to put him in an institution when he was diagnosed. And I was like overwhelmed. I just looked at them and went, hey, I'm a vegetarian. I'll take my vegetable to go. Wow. Wow. And I just walked out with him. <laughs> but I knew, you know, I grew up with a friend on my block who had Down syndrome. And I knew that, that what they were saying wasn't true. I mean, my friend Bruce um, was a history buff, and he and I used to read history books together. I mean, I knew that, you know, and that was before there was educational rights and mm -hmm. everything else. So, you know, but it's really just encouraging, letting having him speak up for himself, always not making decisions for him from a very early age, giving him choices, whether it was, you know, are you going to eat broccoli or green beans? Mm -hmm. Not not broccoli or candy, but, right. you know. <laughs> Yes, the magic of choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, just that exposure, like you said, exposing him to things and then the power of exposure. We talk about that a lot on our podcast and um, the power of representation and um, Gail Ford Williamson, who is yeah. his, is that his agent? Did yes, she represent she is. him? Okay. So Gail, we had Gail on the podcast and I, I would like to say Gail's become yeah. a friend of mine. She's lovely, but she wrote on Facebook af right after he presented, she said, um, milestone, take that every MD who ever told a parent how little their child born with Down syndrome would do. And yep. it's exactly That's what you're true. saying. I mean, 
to think how he was introduced into your life and then to yeah. think back to a couple of days ago where he's standing on the stage at the Academy Awards. Tell, tell all the mamas, I, like I'm just feeling with my mama heart, the mo like all that led up to that, like the red carpet and then he's on the stage presenting. What is that like for you as a mom? Uh, well, it was actually terrifying. <laughs> to be honest, that I was I was so nervous. He was fine. He was not nervous at all. He's like, I got this, no problem. And oh, um, he has a lot of confidence, which I think that's also one of the really critical things is raising kids with lots and lots of praise mm. and building their self-confidence from the moment they're, you know, they're born. I mean, even, you know, I felt connected to him before he, he was born. You know, I mean, I talked to him all the time and I, you know, I didn't know um, that he would have Down syndrome, but it didn't matter to me. Mm. So you know, that it was really encouraging him right from the start. I mean, everything he did, I applauded. And I think that was probably part of the, the issue because now he thinks he should have a, applause for everything. And I think that's <laughs> what pushed him on the stage. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. But, you know, like, you, yeah, I mean, the first time he rolled over, the first time he went and was able to go across the room and get a toy, you know, every one of those developmental milestones I looked at as a miracle. Mm-hmm. And... They are. I mean, it's so interesting. Child it development is. is fascinating anyway. I know it really is. I've always said um, when my oldest was real young and people would ask me, you know, like, what is it? What's the best part about having a child with Down syndrome? And there's lots of parts. But one of the things I loved the most was celebrating those milestones, the little things yeah. that I think other parents don't see as a miracle. It's as miraculous when other kids do it, you know, like it's like when exactly. she took her first yeah. step, it's like, this is so miraculous. And granted, she was almost three years old. And just being able to celebrate that and be able to see it for the miracle it is, um, I think is such a gift for for me. Raising kids with Down syndrome, it's been such a gift. It is. I mean, it really is. And, you know, just, I mean, one thing from when Zach was really young and every day that I see him, He'll just look at me and say, I love my life. It's amazing. How many people say that? I don't know anybody else. You know, yeah. I mean, he really, he, he lives every minute fully. And, you know, I think that's incredible. I think it's incredible. I think it should be our goal, right? I, I feel like when I watch a lot of different people with Down syndrome, and granted, everyone's their own individual, but... There's so many people who I feel are like Zachary and I watch them and think this should be the goal. Like being more like people yeah. with Down syndrome <laughs> should be exactly. the goal, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're all caught People are so caught up in their silly stuff and, you yeah. know, yeah. but they're not experiencing the joy of life. Right. And I mean, right. I know for Zach, you know, he loves connecting with people and he's very in touch with his emotions. Mm. And I think that, you know, we're so, as a society, taught to hide our emotions, you know, and that's so much, the quality of his life is really great. 
despite all the discrimination and difficulties that he's had to face. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's let's go back to the stage. So he's on stage. Right. Well, I'm sorry. We need to talk for at least ten seconds about the red carpet. You walked the red carpet with him. I'm assuming. Um, they or close actually. By, or no. We walked to the red carpet. They asked me to re- walk, not walk on it, but he did. Oh, how did, how was he that? Walked, <laughs> he walked it with Shia. Okay. And I walked. Uh, there was like a barricade. I walked behind it. You got to walk behind it. Yeah, because he, he's the star. I'm just the mom. Just the mom. Such a such an important task to be just a mom. Um, yep. so, so you are walking behind. Were you? Were there moments of tears or you're just terrified at this point? Like you said, you were feeling nervous. Um, I just was, you know, my concern was that he'd be able to see the teleprompter. Yeah. Um. I knew he would hold his cool, and I he walked with Shia, and they are such close friends, and they love each other so much, and they, you know, really connect with each other. Yeah. And there's nobody else I would rather him walk with than Shia. So, That's so um, great. I was so glad that they were presenting together because mm-hmm. they feed off of each other. They both encourage each other, and they have their own, you know, inside jokes and their own humor, and, you know, it's, they consider themselves to be brothers. It's really obvious, I think, from the interactions I see of them. Um, I went to one of the earlier screenings, and we actually met in a restaurant. That's how I got your phone right, number. Right, I remember I that. You. Yeah. yeah, we saw you, and I'm like, okay, give me your phone number, and then thankfully you're very gracious, and here we are. Um, and... So I got to watch a Q&A after watching an early release of the film with Shia and Zachary. And it was so, so obvious the, how genuine their friendship is and um, just how much they mean to each other and how much they have to offer each other. It was fun to see and then really great to see after, you know, even while they were presenting. There was yeah. a moment where, where Shia gave a little giggle and it's been in, you've been asked about this in different articles in New York Post. There was a New York Post article that came out and yeah. people are, were saying negative things about Shia. Um, that he oh, would. I was furious. I mean, Oh yeah. Tell us more about that. What were people's <laughs> reactions and then your reaction to them? Oh, you know, people love to put other people down. Yeah. I don't know why, but. I mean, they were saying that Shia was laughing at Zach. And, you know, they have no understanding of their relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I think what was going on is that it, those, um, the cards, the envelopes at the Oscar, um, the, who the winner is, yeah, they're difficult to open. I noticed several other people really fumbling with them. And um, then I noticed that some of the other presenters would open them up while they were showing the clips from whatever movie that they were mm. presenting about. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, I think that was what was going on. But, you know, I mean, I felt I was just outraged when people were putting Shia down because yeah. that's not who he is. He has so much integrity. And, you know, he and Zach respect each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we all laugh at things. I don't 
I didn't think he was, I mean, I know he wasn't laughing at Zach. Right. You know, I just, yeah, yeah, that's, there's no way that that was happening. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that they reached out to you and you can speak to that because I think it seems, it seems obvious even from my perspective, just how, yeah, how genuine the relationship is. So even if there's some kind of like. Yeah, I actually reached out to the press, which I never do. Oh, wow. But I, you know. I, yeah, I feel like shy is my kid too, and yeah. nobody's gonna put my kid down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's he's grateful to have you in his corner. Um, so if we watched the Oscars and we watched your son shine on stage, and it was a moment that I mean, it was historic. It was a historic moment, and so you're, you're sitting in the seat, and you and I were talking a little bit beforehand, and you shared that like after you were just so nervous up until then. And then once it was done, yeah. you kind of exhaled, but has there, has there been a moment for you that's really hit you um, that your son literally just made history and you know, going back to that beginning time and knowing everything that you've done as his mom. And you, yes, he's doing a lot of the work, but let's be honest, moms are, we are a force to be reckoned with behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I think for me, it's been the self advocacy that he's done that has really captured my heart. Mm. He's very, very diplomatic, and I'm not. Okay. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it went back to a very early time. It was the first day of first grade. Um, I, I was scared to death. I put him, and I signed him up for school without telling them they, that he had Down syndrome, because okay. I read the law, and... You know, um, what, whatever placement a child starts out, that's the stay-put placement. And then if a party opposes it, they have to um, file for due process. So I thought, well, I don't have the money to get a lawyer, and file, you know. Yeah. So um, everybody else just signs their kid up for school. Why don't I just do that? Why do I have to share that? I love it. So I did, and, you know, and the first day I picked him up uh, from the after-school program, and I said, how'd it go? And I was like a wreck, you know, mm-hmm. all day waiting to hear. And he said, well, you know, that kid over there punched me in the belly. Um, and I said, and what did you, how did you handle it? And he said, I went and told a teacher. I said, and then what? He goes, she put him in timeout. And I said, okay. He goes, no, not okay. He didn't apologize to me. How is he going to respect me and be my friend? Mm. So I said, what do you want to do? He goes, I want him to apologize. I want to be able to sit down and talk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we did. We got the teacher, and she got the kid to come over, and they ended up becoming friends. But he said, you know, People have to respect me. I respect them. That is incredibly diplomatic for a human, let alone a first grader. <laughs> I know. I was, you know, I mean, he. it was all through the years. Um, he was on safety patrol in elementary school. And I don't know if it's the same in where you are in California, but in Florida, the safety patrol gets to go to Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. For their for a trip, and they said he couldn't go because he has Down syndrome. And so I said, mm, okay, let me write. Let's put that in writing to the Office <laughs> for Civil Rights. <laughs> and, Can I quote you? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, 
you know, and of course they came down with, a, and I said, I need a speedy ruling because I didn't want him to miss the trip. And they said he could go if I went too. But I had just um, taken in a, a foster child that I later adopted. But when you have a foster child, you can't leave the state. Right. And besides, he wasn't going to have the same experience if his mom is along. The whole point of going away is to be away from your mom. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we did get a decision, and they said that he has the right to go, the same right as any other child who was on safety patrol. So the day, the morning we showed up for the trip, they handed, they we walked in and they gave him a wheelchair. Wow. And. I was about ready to explode, and he just looked at me, he goes, calm down, let me handle this. And that was before um, people had wheels on their luggage, and he just called out, anybody who wants to be in my group, we can throw all our luggage on the wheelchair, and we don't have to carry it through D.C. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be in his group. Yes. Uh, what grade was that? Fifth grade. Oh, my gosh. So my daughter's in fifth grade. And again, every person is different, but I can't even imagine. <laughs> I mean, that's so that's so great. Get it, Zachary. I w yeah. I mean, I didn't have to say a word. I just sat, stood there and like, okay, that's cool. That's you know, great. so it was things, things like that. And then, you know, when he finished high school, they were just starting to have some programs in um, community colleges that were accepting people with um, intellectual or developmental disabilities. And they chose eight students, and he was one of the eight. Mm -hmm. And he started the program. And I was so excited, you know, that I thought, mm -hmm. oh, this is great, this is wonderful. But uh, about after three months, he called a meeting and he invited me, some other advocates and people from the school district and people from the college. And he said, I might be confused about things in life, so can you clarify? I thought when you go to college, you get credits, but all you're letting me do is audit classes and I'm not getting credits. And then part of the day, you're having me work in the cafeteria, but I thought when you work, you get paid. So can you explain the difference between this program and slave labor? No. Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> and I was, like, so happy that he was in this program. And he said, so I'm letting everybody know, even my mom, that I'm quitting this program because I'm not being given the opportunity or the respect that I deserve. Okay. He and <laughs> then he went on. He goes, I took regular history classes. I understand fascism. <laughs> Oh, my and gosh. I was like, oh, my God, okay. you know, okay. but he was right. He yes. had, you know, he had worked since he was 16 and when he and he looked forward to his paychecks. Yeah, as he should. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh, Zach, he's got um, he's got some of his mama's advocacy blood in his body, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but he's better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's learned from the best, I would have to say. Um, <laughs> Thank you. That's so great. I just feel like I want to ask a million questions. I've, I am so thankful to get to talk to moms who are ahead of me on the journey. And yeah, that um, was the biggest help for me too. Yeah. I was very, very fortunate when I moved to Florida uh, when he was 10 months old, 
I worked for the state um, with people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and I got to meet families of everybody from newborns to elderly um, with all different disabilities and find out how parents raise their kids. And it was really interesting because I'm a social worker, but as a parent, our instinct is to um, protect and possibly to overprotect. But I was able to see um, young adults and older adults and talk to their parents. And the ones with the best outcomes were the ones that lived more inclusive lives that Mm. um, were not overprotected at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I had one father who was a doctor and his son, obviously to my eyesight, had Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. But I asked about that and he said, oh, no, I refused. I never had his chromosomes tested, so nobody can say that he does. Huh. That's interesting. Which I thought was interesting, but this young man was driving a car, living in his own apartment, and working, doing um, data input and computer systems. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, wow. I'm glad I'm learning this when my son is young. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's so interesting. When he was little, did you talk about Down syndrome? Or were you, did you take more like that doctor's approach? No, I talked about it. We were very act. The first thing I did when, you know, when we moved to Florida, he was 10 months old, was look for a Down syndrome organization. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I, we moved from New York and we were involved with, you know, many families that had kids with Down syndrome. And that, for me, that was really important. There was that level of understanding where you don't have to pretend or explain or. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you don't get that condensation that some people, you know, it's it was much more genuine interactions, yeah. and um, you know, totally. It's that it's that power of the me too. Like I see you and I yeah. get it. Definitely, I think it's interesting. I I've um, I'm young in the journey, because like I've said, my oldest is only eleven. And I consider myself an advocate and an advocate for people with Down syndrome. And I try to mostly be a listener and a learner in the space before I step into it with opinions. But um, I hear people, like you said about that doctor who said, well, I'm, we're not even going to talk about Down syndrome. We're not going to have him tested. And I, that, I'm not judging that. That's someone's choice to make. But I feel, I feel really excited that my kids have Down syndrome. And I feel like what I'd like to see the narrative shift do is that down syndrome's a negative shift from negative to an asset and we're oh, gonna, definitely you know, I, like mean, I remember how disappointed my daughter was when she found out she didn't have down syndrome yeah <laughs> she said yeah oh, we go to all these down syndrome meetings i thought i was the one with down I syndrome I was, and i said oh, no your brother so and brother. she's like oh he gets everything <laughs> that is so funny yeah so i i love the i mean he's he just is such an awesome person to have lighting the way for our community. Um, I feel I've met him once in a restaurant and I just feel so proud to have him on this journey ahead of us and, um, and to have you gone ahead of us and to have this conversation with you feels like such an honor. And what, before we sign off two questions. So one is what's next, what is next for you guys? Well, let's see. He, 
He has a movie coming out um, that he had a small role in. Um, it's called Best Summer Ever, mm-hmm. and that'll be premiering at South by Southwest in March. He just right. shot a short film called At Last um, with the uh, comedian George Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in discussions on him having um, a television show. Okay. And um, we've turned down some things already because <laughs> we're being really choosy and we want, we only want him to have roles that are, that are positive, mm. you know, portrayals. And, you know, he has a responsibility now as a role model for so many mm. that, um, you know, he needs, he takes that seriously. And yeah. so, um, but there is another possible movie and, you know, it's just every day we get different opportunities. Like He's doing a lot of public speaking. And what's very exciting is he was just invited uh, to World Down Syndrome Day in Norway. Cool. So that is like super exciting. But it's all been incredible. Like every day is just so unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't, you know, you just. It's more than I could have ever, ever, ever dreamed of. Wow. And I try to dream really big, but this is bigger. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. I feel like I just gonna, we're just going to end it there um, and just encouraging our parents. And I feel encouraged to just continue to dream so big. Absolutely. And that's what Zach kiddos. tells other people with Down syndrome. He said, don't, he, when he spoke into different groups, he said, don't let anybody put limitations on you. There's nothing you can't do. Just, you know, he's, he's always telling people, stay in school, study as hard as you can, and, you know, dream big and follow your dreams. Yes. I mean, I've heard him say that so many times, and it's like, yeah, that's true. I mean, it just comes right out of his heart when he speaks. And, uh, yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> so thankful. That's what he's done. Yeah. So, so thank you. Congratulations to you and a huge congratulations to Zach. Um, for people listening, the movie is Peanut Butter Falcon. And if you have not seen it, you need to see it. It's phenomenal. And then you just need to be following along. Zach's on Instagram and it's, it's just his full name, Zachary Gotsigan. Did I say that yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll have links in all of our show notes. And I'm so excited to see what he's up to. And I'm going to be following along. And um, again, thank you for taking the time, Shelly, to Sure. Thank you so much, Heather. And I wish you the very, very best with your children. It sounds like you have two wonderful children. Yes. I have have a middle daughter, too, who doesn't have Down syndrome, but all three of them. Three wonderful children. Yeah. Three gifts. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's. You know, it's a journey, but it's a great journey. Mm, it's beautiful. Well, thank you, Shelly. Have an awesome day and have so much fun these next few days and weeks and months as things are, um, there's a lot going on for you guys. So have fun yeah, with it no, all. It's great. It's really great. Thank okay. you so much, Heather. Yeah, it's thank been you. wonderful and talking to you. Thank and you. You too. And take we'll be care. in touch. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Bye. Okay, we are back. Heather, thanks so much for sharing that interview with us. What a treat 
to have Shelly, to hear her experience, to have her on the podcast. Um, we are just so proud of Zach and of Shelly for the ways they are shifting the Down syndrome narrative. And um, we are just, just a reminder to all of you out there, if you have not seen the Pe Peanut Butter Falcon, do go Today's do that. The day. Today is the day. Right now. Yes. Movie yes. night. Yes. Movie night. It does have a lot of bad language in it. And so it depends on your children. Uh, my kids haven't seen it yet. I'm a little bit of a prude in that regard. Um, but that's really the only thing. There's some, no, it's just the bad language. That's kind of yeah. the only part. They drop quite a few F-bombs. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but my kids haven't seen it yet. We will. We will. But yeah. you should see it. One million percent. And if your child is over eight, probably. Has August seen it? August hasn't seen it yet. Okay. He's, we've, we have, I've tried to push for it, but I think he has some, some fears. That's a whole other thing. Whole other thing. Other episode. My yeah. nieces and nephews have seen it. Some, some of my nieces and nephews, they are 13, no, 12, 14, and 10. Okay. They've all seen it. Yeah. So yeah. again, I am a little prudish in what my kids watch and getting better. Um, but Shelly, I said this to her and I will say it a million times. People like, and everyone needs to hear this and we recognize this. People like Shelly have gone before us and mm -hmm. paved a way. And I think that with social media, because there are so, we, social media is so saturated with a younger group yep. and a younger generation because it's been around for 10 years. And there are people who have older kids and there are older people with Down syndrome, self-advocates on social media, but not nearly as many five-year-olds yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Down syndrome and right. their families that we have to remember that yes, we are making big waves right now, that more has been done in the last 10 years than the, the prior, or even the last five years than the prior 30 years, but people came before us and made it yes. possible, people like Shelly. Yes. So, and then the fact that Zach was on that stage at the Oscars is going before us and the day will come when our kids see themselves in all the places because of people mm -hmm. like Zach and Shelly. So forever, we are thankful to you for showing up. So there you go. Keep showing up. Yeah. So important. Amazing. Okay. Well, before we head out, let's take a minute to hear from our sponsor and this week's family, family, family of the week. <laughs> I tried to jump in and then you just <laughs> were going in a direction that I wasn't. God, I wasn't I following. sped it up. I got it. I hit a little, a little accelerator. <laughs> Okay, let's go to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Jonas Paul Eyewear. Stylish kids' glasses with an impact. Mercedes, I know you know about style and your babies are the coolest. You know it. So tell us how cute these glasses are. Okay, listen. It's so hard to find on-trend glasses for kids, and these are the cutest glasses I've seen. Yes. And have you ever used a home try-on kit for glasses? No, but it sounds super fun, and I feel like your kids get to play dress-up. We have Jonas Paul glasses, and this past year, Brooksy, my eight-year-old, needed glasses, so we got a home try-on kit from Jonas Paul. Brooksy loves looking good. He actually legit wore a bow tie all on his own 
zone for picture day. Having a kid at home was perfect for him. They sent us seven frames and he had a week to walk around in them and make his own opinion. And it was really nice to not have that quick, we have 10 minutes in a store and there's fluorescent lights and we need to decide feeling. When he picked his frame, we put our order in online and we shipped the box of trial glasses back with the free shipping label provided. Super easy. So you have Jonas Paul glasses at your house and you know what? So does Heather. Yeah, that's right. Mason has them. She's worn Jonas Paul glasses for a couple of years now. We all know that getting glasses to fit on our kids with Down syndrome can be difficult. There's a flatter nose bridge that our kids have and lower set ears and that can make getting glasses to fit a challenge. Here's the thing about Jonas Paul. Their nose pads are designed specifically for children's noses. They also have these unique adjustable tips that you can bend for a custom fit. So you can make it fit to your child's perfect little face. These glasses are so affordable, half the price of most of the children's glasses out there. Plus, here's the best part, every frame sold prevents childhood blindness in the developing world. It's so great. You know that Jonas Paul now sells glasses for teenagers and our kids are growing up. They're growing up fast and we are gonna need those teenager sizes before we know it. For first time customers, Jonas Paul is offering 15% off. Use the promo code THELUCKYFEW at checkout. Visit their website, jonaspauleyewear.com to learn more. Hey friends, Mercedes and Andy here. We have a fun and special announcement about what's coming up for the Lucky Few podcast in March. Andy, can you share with us what's coming up? Yes. So the show has been added, sponsor supported for the past two years, and we've been so grateful for the companies that have partnered and supported the show. Uh, those sponsors have helped pay staff, including myself as one of the producers, producers of the show. Ugh, sorry, guys. And we need this support in order to cover our weekly costs and time to keep it going. Um, that said, we wanted to create opportunities for you, the listener, to participate. So we're excited to announce that in March, we're launching a Patreon account. Yes, so, so exciting. I don't think a lot of people know about Patreon. So, babe, can you tell us more? Yes. So, Patreon is an online community platform where we offer you the choice to support the show financially as a patron subscriber for $10, $25, and $100 a month, or up to those. In return for that support, not only will you have access to the regular weekly show, but we've created extra perks for you to get based on which tier you choose. That's right. So some of the benefits you'll have access to are a new Facebook community group where we will go live once a week and hang out with you, a video debrief of each show where we will share thoughts and comments not included in the regular episode, the uncut and unedited video recordings of the weekly episode, Heather Yes, that's right. Heather Avis will go live on the Patreon community board and we'll have some merch to offer exclusively for you as a patron and much, much more. And we have special offer for those big heart supporters at $100 a month. If you support the show for $100 a month, you will be titled as an executive producer of the show. What? so cool where you'll be named and credited in each episode and also receive all of the previously mentioned perks whoop, whoop. 
and the first 25 people to sign up on that level will receive an official Lucky Few Podcast narrative shifter hoodie. That's a lot of exciting stuff. 100. <laughs> uh, yeah, so friends, we're excited to offer you the chance to participate and support on another level. And we really are excited to bring you more content and join us in shifting the narrative. Um, so if you want more information, go to patreon.com and read about it and learn a little bit more. And mark your calendars for March 3rd when we kick off Patreon. And you don't want to miss out on the limited spaces on the premium levels. When we kick it off, you'll be able to go to the website and get right to that page. So thank you guys. We're excited. Thank you.
Oh, we love hearing from families and getting to know them. And we are just so thankful for our family of the week. Thank you so much for sharing your life with us. Um, we want to keep getting to know you and your families. And the best way to do that is by tag- tagging us on Instagram at the lucky few pod in a post or a story that highlights your family. So that's the first step to being featured as our family of the week for a future episode. And as always, if you have a product or a business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, we would love to partner with you. You can email hello at the luckyfewpodcast.com for sponsorship opportunities. And a huge thank you to Shelly for taking time to be with us this week. And also to our editor and producer, Andy Lara, to our co-producer, Val Schleter, to our sponsor and to all of you who've shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends and who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you, dear listener, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. We will see you or listen to you no you'll listen to us next week we'll be we'll be together again. the scene part <laughs> always gets me confused we'll yes. be together next week on the lucky few podcast yes nailed it <laughs> got it bye y'all bye friends Thanks for listening to Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.